Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Okay, want to go watch? What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. It's Wednesday afternoon. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm assuming you guys can hear me right now. But, uh,. The listen, you boy, live. Yeah, as I can see on the YouTube page. We're good to go, Jimmy Van. They can see me. They can see you. We're ready to rock for the Wednesday Hogwild Podcast. (laughs) So the first thing on my list today, and I have a lot of stuff on my list. You just completely fucking no-sold the Hogwild. That's what I got to do. Well, because I'm going to show you something in a minute. But uh, I have a surprise to show you. So the, the first thing I was going to ask you is, I saw some of the SmackDown review show that you did last night. Yeah. And on right. that show, when the name, the list, and, the, and your boy came up, you said, I don't know how I feel about that. Now, you told me you like the name. So how do you go from I like the name to I don't know how I feel about that all of a sudden? Well, let me tell you, the Hog Wild name came up, and that'll change a man. That'll you can't be serious. Also, you can't be serious. Compared to the the Jimmy Sapcast, <laughs> yeah, I think the listing your boy is is a big improvement. But so let me tell you something, Sean. You know what you can't do if you use the name whatever you said the Hog Wild whatever. Yeah. Let's you know see. what you can't do if what? you use that as the name. You can't have a logo made oh, that looks like that. Oh, that's beautiful. That actually Look is beautiful. At how beautiful that is. But. That's going to be our new logo. Just so you know, Hog Wild and The List have the same number of letters in them. Uh, that doesn't matter because it's not going to be Hog Wild and your boy because that sounds stupid. Well, you know, maybe it'll be like WWE, Raw, and then The War Zone. It's like we got two names, two really cool, super awesome names. And no, I don't think we do. I think we have one name, and I think that name is The List the and your boy. Hog Wild Podcast. Hell yeah. And once again, here is the beautiful logo that I got made. Uh, one of the guys on my team named Derek is the one that designed this. And look how nice that is. That does look so that's, cool. So that's going to be our new logo for our new show. But uh, you do have two of the most 
infamous hogs in wrestling history in the background. Is Virgil an infamous hog? You have not heard the stories? I, I, I heard them about Two Cold Scorpio, but I don't recall hearing them about Virgil. Oh, they're, they're out there. Mm. Good for him. The thing Good I don't him. like about this split screen deal is now people can see every time I'm quiet and I take a drink. So, okay, so this is the next thing I want to talk about. I would really appreciate feedback from uh, our listeners, whether it be on uh, YouTube comments, whether it be on Fightful.com, whether it be on Twitter. I want your thoughts on what you prefer. Do you like the split screen like this, or do you like when the, when the camera flips back and forth? The reason we're trying it like this is because my wife, ironically enough, told me, you know, it would be great if I could see Sean's reaction whenever you say something to try to mess him up. Because... For people that don't know, the the way that Google Hangouts works, which is our old software, it'll only flip to you if you talk, right? Yeah. So whenever I would say something to mess Sean up, if he's like, you know, reacting but not saying anything, you don't see him, you see me. So we're trying the split screen so that you can see both of us, but uh, we're going to experiment a little bit more. I told Sean I want to try something else next week, but I would love everybody's feedback on uh, on whether you like the split screen oh, they're loving it. Adam Pearson. They're loving it? Adam Pearson. I do love the dual screen. It's wonderful. Nicholas Hester, really? also known as the infamous Charles, says split screen <laughs> is better with two people. Really? Uh, sp- split screen is dope. Split screen does the job, lad. Brother, really? digging the split screen. Oh, yeah. Let's not touch it. You're trying to have me do this clickety-clackety back-and-forth <laughs> business. Now, keep in mind, I used to do a show with Vince Russo at another website, and mm-hmm. that was how we had to do it sometimes. I had to click back and forth. And Vince yeah. would be talking, and I'd forget, and there's my face. Now, I'm a lot prettier than Vince Russo. So you didn't have a lot of people complaining about that, but they wanted to see his reactions. I think we got the setup here, Jimmy. I mean, if I have to, you know, if I have to try to work around your incompetence, I can do it. You yeah, know. It's but tough. I, when I'm but incompetent, I, thought... I go full on, man. Like, I make I sure that was it's not option. reparable. So let's talk about the, the change in format that we're going to be doing on FIFA. We should talk about that. Let's do it. Uh, so when we started this website, a lot of the stuff that we, are, that we were doing had never been done before, right? Doing daily podcasts, bringing in what we called the talent, Jesse Adoru or Frank Trigg or whoever. We had never done this before, and it was an experiment. And what we learned is that the daily podcast thing uh, is too much. We learned that it, it burns out the audience. Uh, and quite honestly, with all due respect to all those guys – we learned that they don't necessarily have the following online that we thought they did because I would pay, I would buy ads for all of their shows and yet they were doing two, three, four, five hundred 500 views a week. Then you got you and me with no ads doing like 5,000, 7,000 views a week. So it was just too much. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to keep the post show podcast because those are good. So like post raw, post SmackDown, post MMA. Then we're going to do a once a week wrestling show and a once a week MMA show. Uh, the MMA show may or may not involve Joe. I'm talking to him tomorrow about that, mm-hmm. but uh, that's that's the plan. Hopefully and one so. thing, and one thing that I really need to add because I know how it is sometimes when people hear, "Oh, they're making changes and they're cutting shows," they must be struggling financially, right? People think that. <laughs> this is not a financial decision. We are doing just fine. This is a I want to give the people kind of what they want decision, and I don't want to waste their time with a bunch of content that they're not gonna. They're not going to consume. Hey, if people hear so, that Sean Ross Sapp got a new deal and people got cut. You know what? <laughs> the timing is interesting because uh, I, I, I did do you a little favor financially and then literally like the next day we're cutting podcasts. So that's kind of uh, Some other people did me some favors financially too. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about it. 
felt like we're the not talking about it. I felt like the prettiest girl at the prom. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, starting next I week, keep starting... Joe, I want to keep Joe. Hopefully, Joe yeah, hangs out because that's. I think he is. I, I will be his New York Rick. I said I will produce his show, and the thing that I like, we have some ideas that yeah. uh, we want to add segments and interviews and things like that to this. And uh, sometimes, of course, I'll be still be doing my members only shows here and there too. Because we want you all to register for the site. Me and uh, Alex also have some ideas, and Jeff may join us here and there for some new type of programming as well that we may air on the weekends, like how we would book certain situations, things like that, that we will have the time and the space to do now, too, because it was hard to get behind doing that when we have 12, 13 podcasts a week sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, you know, there were some people that watched them also, you know, if you're bummed out that you're going to lose Matt Riddle show or, or whatever, the one uh, silver lining is that we're going to incorporate these guys into the weekly show. So the weekly show is going to have segments, you know, we're, we're going to work on having a segment with Riddle and a segment with JJ Dillon. Uh, and so you're still going to get that starting next week, we're going to extend the show to 90 minutes. And we're going to incorporate segments into the show. And so it should be interesting. And Sean, it's an experiment as we're going along, man. You know, I'm excited. This is a ongoing experiment. So I mean, and once they, again, starting next week, starting next week, we're gonna have this logo up there somewhere too. And I am working on getting a nice little professional audio intro to go with this. Oh. And I expect I expect to have that done for next week too. Somebody so. producing a song? Do I need to lend some vocals? Um, Wahog Wild. There's actually Hog a story. Wild. There's a story behind that that I, you know what? I will reveal some a secret to you, Sean. I'm going to reveal a secret. Okay. I was working on getting a song done, and it was going to be called SRS, and it was going to be a take of Kofi Kingston's old entrance music. <laughs> but instead of SOS, it was going to be called SRS. I like it. The reason I can tell you is because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it done. It's uh, it's taking longer than I anticipated to find the right uh, talent for that. So, but that was in my that was in my bag of tricks is to get was to get that done, and I still might. Mike Straw says you all are going to need video transitions for all these segments. We are way ahead of you. Mike we got Straw. it, man. We got it. Mike We're no Straw. longer using. You notice there's no Google uh, logo in the corner. We're not using Google Hangouts for this. Yeah. Uh, hey. And before before you guys say, oh, praise, no more Google messing up, oh, there's still room for Google to mess us up. <laughs> <laughs> there are. Uh, not to mention the fact that they have completely screwed us on revenue, Jimmy Van. These these changes, that, that's another thing. When, when people bring up the, when I, you know, the show's kind of stopping, it's bad enough when you're paying these guys. Also, a lot of them weren't promoting what they were doing. And yeah. And when we get 17 cents of revenue on a 55,000 view video, uh, that's messed up. Yeah, but again, my, my reasoning was not financially driven. If, if, if these shows were doing two, 3,000 views a week, I probably would have kept them going. But when they're doing a few hundred and I got to spend money on ads and, you know, and again, it was just too much content. It was no one I don't think wanted to watch five, six podcasts a week. It's just too much. So. Also, hey, for you New Japan fans, David T just sent me a message and said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna get back into covering New Japan Pro Wrestling live." So, there you go. Fightful.com is your destination for that. That man works his ass off. He does. He's, He's been very good. He's a That's savage. True. We picked him off from some <laughs> other place that didn't realize his potential. I like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I like to. I like to grab talent. 
I gotta say, uh, we have. I mean, like, we've pulled some talent that wasn't necessarily known before Fightful, and that's that's kind of even better, I think. Like people. You mean do... like you mean like Sean Rossap? <laughs> hey, I got my blue check mark at Fightful. There you go. What does that? There you go. You? So, are you ready to tackle the list? Because I got some good stuff. I am ready for the list. So first and foremost, I want to talk about Star Wars. Oh, Jesus now, we have talked about this before. We're going to talk about it one more time. And I want you to tell me the story. There was a gentleman, and I got to be honest with you, dude, it, it, it takes a <laughs> lot. It takes a lot to get me to really laugh out loud. Because I feel like I've heard it all, right? When you said that there was a guy that not only was he mad that you shit on Star Wars, because I think you said Star Wars is shit, even though you've never watched it, right? I didn't, not say, only, it was, I didn't say it was shit. I said, I don't watch that shit. But like, okay. it'd be like you saying Monster Energy? I don't drink that shit. Okay, okay. Now, what made me think this whole thing had become hilarious is when this guy called you a hillbilly and a redneck. And I thought that was <laughs> fucking hilarious yeah. that he did that. So uh, I had to bring this up. So I have a job task for you. Oh, boy. So on occasion, I throw little tasks at Sean, kind of like, hey, I want to use a different type of software like we're doing now. I want to try split screen like we're doing now. Uh, so I have a task for you. And this is part of your, uh, this is part of your job mandate. Okay? Great. You were going to watch Star Wars Episode 4. Episode 4. Is that That's the, the one? That's the first one. That's the oh, first okay. one. Yeah. It's I the first one that they made in like 76 or something. Uh, you're going to watch Star Wars Episode 4 because I want you to understand, and this is coming from a guy that is not a sci-fi guy. I, I, I'm not into Star Trek and all that stuff. Star Wars is a different beast. It just so happens that it's a sci-fi-esque type of movie. Yeah. But it's a different beast. It's funny. There's really good character development. Uh, so you're going to watch Episode 4. You're going to watch it this week. And then on next week's show, you're going to review it for me, like give me a brief review of what you thought. Okay. And then if you liked it, which I think you will, then you can go on to episode five and episode six. and Or sure. if you want, you can start back at number one, even though they were, they were done later on. Yeah. And you can just go through the whole gamut. But I want you to start with four because four is the first and the classic. I'll do that. Uh, does that mean I don't have to host that bo post-boxing uh, podcast now? Because that'll really put me in a time crunch, Jimmy. I'm sure, hey, I already I, I am removing the riddle show and I'm removing the helm show from your docket. You got you can find Stop the time to watch episode. Hey, that's not necessarily true because I'm adding 90 minutes or adding 30 minutes to this and then 90 minutes on the Joe show. So I'm super busy all the time, you know. Look, adding 30 minutes, what does that mean that you have to delay taking a shit on Wednesday? Like what's well, the what's the difference? You got to go. You got to go. <laughs> Come on. An extra 30 minutes is going to kill you. So that's episode four. That's your that's your uh, your job mandate for this week. I just didn't want to host a boxing podcast. That's Carlos. I never told you that. to do it. You did that on your own. No, no. I meant this weekend for the Canelo one. Oh, the Canelo one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I never told you to do that either. Yeah, yeah you did. Did I? Two days ago. <laughs> why did, uh, I, why a, did I say anything? I should have just. I'm a busy guy, Sean. I'm a busy guy. Well, we guess got a, what? We got a post show coming at you for Canelo and uh, Chavez. Cesar Chavez. This yeah. weekend, Carlos, yeah, that'll be good. Carlos and Steve will definitely be there. Hopefully, yeah. I won't. I'll be watching yeah. the fight though, and of course, we got coverage of Fightful.com. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, you're going to host that that boxing podcast. I am not the one you want hosting that boxing podcast because I don't know anything about the direction of those two guys. I don't care. You're going to host the boxing podcast, and then you can leave the 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 inside knowledge to Carlos. 
There you go. You're so, you're a so born when I, host. So when man. I lead and I'm like, oh gee, hey Carlos, uh, well, how about that Canelo? <laughs> you know what's ironic is that our conversations on a daily basis go just like that. Yeah. Like between you and I, just like that. And and that's that's how you sound every time. <laughs> I sound like like uh, Gomer uh, Gomer Pyle, whatever you just hey, did there. Nobody on this podcast knows who Gomer Pyle is. Some people showing do. Showing your age. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. I didn't call you Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, right? son of a bitch. What are they thinking? Didn't do that. Uh, let's talk about. I want to give some props to Alex Palowski for his investigative journalism. Oh yeah. Yep. Because he discovered that the House of Horrors house is actually uh, based in Kansas City, Missouri, which, gee, I wonder who it was that uh, found that place, right? Good job, Randy Orton. Yeah. And uh, and Alex Pawlowski discovered that it is for sale for $36,000, so I have a offer to make to Sean Ross app. Are you going to buy the house for me and let me broadcast from there? That's exactly what I will do. I will buy the house, uh-huh. and I will give you the house, but you have to move into that house. Okay. You want to talk about doing that? I mean, if it's my job, I'll uh, my job, man. Because I'll I swear I, I I will cut a check tomorrow and 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 get that house. But then you've got to move your operations into that house outside of Kansas City, Missouri. I'm gonna look at this thing on Zillow. Do it. I'm gonna look don't at do this it right thing. now because I don't want to crash. crash my computer. So one one thing that we should explain is that because we're using a new setup and everything, we don't know if Sean's little computer in Kentucky can handle all this yeah. stuff. There's a chance that this might crash during the live show. Need a big, uh, so. need a big house in St. Louis or Kansas City <laughs> or wherever the hell it is. That's what I need. But check that place out, and if you want to cut that deal, I will do a contract with you so that you don't screw on, screw me on it, and then I'll buy the house. I'm totally game, and I'm not even kidding. I'll do it. I'm interested in this. I'm okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> I think when you see the pictures on Zillow, you're gonna say, "I don't know where I'm gonna put the cats." <laughs> In this place. I don't know if they, they have windows that will keep them in. <laughs> I mean, the house I live in right now is 140 years old. I took this over from my family, bought it from them, thinking, huge house, Yeah, I can do this. Oh, hell no. I'm already yeah. sitting there thinking, my wife needs to finish up college. That way we know where, because I can do my job here or in Lexington. But I would Or like in to, Kansas City, Missouri. Or in Kansas City, Missouri. I can do it there. Uh, hers, it's, you know, wherever she gets a job teaching at. So that's what it really hinges upon because I'm not going to buy a house and then have her work an hour away. So, okay, go on in Kansas city, Missouri, there are a lot of schools around. Go on Zillow later, look up the house and then now I'm not fixing it up for you. I will buy it as is. And, and, uh, so go on, check it out. Hey, she's a fan of that. That show with the guy, the couple that, that flipped the houses and all that stuff on HGTV. Maybe that's a thing she would like to do. Is that that couple that got divorced, but then they're still hosting the show? I don't think so. They seem like they get along really, really well. Like a pretty blonde and, no, and kind no. of like a Ken doll looking dude? No? Nope. Okay. Okay. That's got to be a different show. Uh, let's move on because I got more stuff on my list today. Cool. I want to talk about the Moro Ronaldo settlement. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a story, Sean, because I like to tell stories. You so that. on the post SmackDown show that you did yesterday, you and Anna kind of went back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, and it was an, and, and I've never seen Anna get fired up. Like that was kind of, you know, interesting. I bring out the best in people. Uh, yeah, you do. And, uh, 
what you said was you care less about Moro's situation with WWE if he decided to take the money and shut up. That's what not, you said. Not, not that. Not necessarily that. For him to take the money and shut up is one thing. For him to take the money, shut up, and then say it had nothing to do with JBL, that's uh-huh. what made me lose respect for the situation. Because okay. he may never want to talk about it, but if he didn't want to talk about it, he wouldn't have tweeted about it. His buddies wouldn't have tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have happened. He went out of his way to say, oh, by the way, JBL had nothing to do with it. Uh, okay. okay. So I'm going to tell you a story uh, that is going to somehow relate to my opinion on the moral settlement, even though my, snorri- my story is about snow removal, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to tie in. So there is a website called homestars.com. I don't know if they're big in, in the U.S., but in Canada, it's pretty popular. It's where you can find contractors to do work around your house. Yeah. Right. A couple of years ago, I found a snow removal service because Toronto gets snow, Sean. So I found a snow removal service on Homestars. This service ended up being dog shit. They would come like three days after a big snowfall. They were like that the entire season. So when the season ended and they had my credit card on file because that was part of the deal. Right. Yeah. When the season ended and they were going to charge my card for the rest of the money, I told them I expect a massive discount because you guys sucked. Right. Yeah, and, and they basically said, "Too bad, so sad. We got your card on file. You signed a contract." Rating. Ooh. They immediately, because they really rely on the referrals from that site, they hit me up and and basically told me, "We will give you the exact discount you're looking for that you that you asked for yeah. if you'll change your rating to a positive rating." Right. Here's where I'm going to tie this into the moral thing. I had already de- decided at that point I was never going to hire that service again. Right. Wasn't worth my time to go back and forth and, and deal with all the crap. And so I decided, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna take the money. I'm going to give them their rating, and I'm going to wash my hands of it and move on. And that's what I did. I think the reason that Morrow did what he did is because he had no intention of going back to WWE again. I think that it was a painful time for him, and he didn't want to have to keep reliving it by fighting with the company or, or doing the media rounds. And so I think he decided, you know what? I'm just going to take the money. And I'm going to just do whatever what they want me to do. I'll give a little quote to Newsweek, and then I'm going to move on uh, and be done with it. And I think that's why that went down the way it did. Nah, that's his freedom to do so. But me, I'm not going to give a shit about it now. I officially do not give a shit about whatever it is that JBL said to him because he went on the record. If he takes mm-hmm. money, hey, whatever. As I mentioned last night, somebody T-boned you and they're blitzed. You know what? You can file a civil suit. You're going to get money for that. You should. Morrow probably should have got paid off for that. But the person who gets hit doesn't <clears throat> doesn't then afterwards say, yeah, but the person that hit me doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, that's what Morrow did. That's his decision. He's more than free to do that. But in doing that, that tells me I'm not going to care about it anymore. Yeah, but you got to understand, Morrow has never publicly come out. He's never publicly come out and said it was JBL, right? Not just there, all of his buddies did that he works well, with every no. week. And and they never really came out and said it was JBL so much as they said JBL is an ass and I want to meet JBL someday. They never came out and said Moro is going through a bout of depression because JBL is bullying him at work. They never said well, that. He couldn't. He had well, a pending settlement. No, he didn't. Then when this first yeah, happened, they, it was no been pending settlement. A while. Because you got to understand too, Moro technically could have been in breach of contract because he stayed home, right? But because this became a public story, WWE kind of had their hands tied and they had to well, do what we, they did. Morrow's contract is a unique animal because it, there's never been one in WWE like that, in, at least for an announcer, because 
he worked one day a week. He would go do his inside MMA thing before that unfortunately got canceled. He would do boxing, MMA, all that stuff. So I don't know the details of his contract. He may have had, and they knew what they were getting into when they hired him too. They knew about sure. his bouts with depression and all that. So there may have been some uh, some wiggle room there. I don't know his contract, but I do know that that stuff happened, and he dismissed blame from JBL. JBL, on the other hand, has went out of his way to like do these veiled shots at Justin Roberts and mm. and Morrow on the broadcast. And I'm like, man, like it's not a narrowly escaped thing, but you're very lucky to have your job, and you probably need to shut the fuck up about it. I'm not. I'm not uh, questioning that JBL is an asshole because I think the JBL oh, is. is an asshole. All I'm saying is I understand what Morrow's mentality probably was. I don't oh, think I do he too. wanted. Right. I just so I don't, don't really care about him. Any, uh, not not him. He's a fantastic announcer. I think he is right. the best MMA announcer out there. I think he's the best kickboxing announcer out there. I think he's one of the best wrestling and uh, boxing announcers out there too. What we saw his basically him devolve his talent in the broadcast booth. I think had a lot to do with JBL. Sure. And the sure. fact that four people were in that booth that ain't that ain't his thing. If Jim Ross gets you know pulled from his new japan duties in january when his contract's up and morrow gets that spot i think he picks it right back up and he's as good Mm -hmm. as he's ever been it's not a question of his talent it's just or or his morals he can do that but i'm not going to care about it anymore i think that me not to care about it i think phillips was put on smackdown because they are preparing for morrow's exit i thought that the whole time that that's why phillips was put in there and uh yeah no i mean again um, Morrow's work did suffer a bit towards the end, but there was a reason for it, you know, and we don't know the terms of the settlement. We don't know exactly what went down with JBL. All we can do is speculate, but again, knowing what a painful time that was for him and knowing that he's had years of dealing with this, I can understand his position. If he's just like, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to make a big thing out of this. Just give me some money. I'll give Newsweek their stupid quote and let me move on. I don't blame him for that at all. Sure. What's next on your list? Uh, okay. So I think moving forward, I am going to every week on this, uh, lovely little podcast when I get to look at your pretty face here, I am going to give a couple examples of the usage of stupid nicknames on television that week, because let me tell you something, man, this shit drives me crazy because it's so stupid. And because the announcers, they come off to me as such corporate shills. When they do it, especially Michael Cole, next to next to JBL, because JBL I think is the biggest kiss ass in the company. Next to him, Michael Cole's got to be the biggest corporate shill in the company, uh, and it's so stupid and irritating. I actually tweeted a couple of these uh, while watching Raw, and I don't tweet that much, but they're so dumb. So uh, one of them was when Seth Rollins was doing his entrance, and Michael Cole actually called him the Architect twice in a thirty second span, to the point that I actually tweeted out, "That's it. I want to see Seth Rollins' uh, um, degree." Because Cole keeps calling him an architect. Then uh, on the live events, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. When that girl, what's her name? Kathy Kelly? Yeah. Right? When she does the live event updates, oftentimes, because they always give the nicknames for the guys, right? And, and one that they go back to over and over again is the leader of. They go to that constantly. So you had the leader of C-Nation for Cena. Now the leader of the Balor Club for Finn Balor. And it just sounds so stupid. The leader of, the leader of. Uh, so that's my second one. And then uh, the other one oh, was about... Did you watch SmackDown last night? I have not seen it yet. 
No. Watch the women's match and see how many times they use the name the welcoming committee. What about because, the Queen for Charlotte? Do they still use that constantly too? Oh, the welcoming committee will put it to shame because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's a clever name. It's three heels who are pissed that Charlotte is there. The welcoming committee, I get yep. it. Yep. Oh, boy. Right. They, I'd say at least a dozen times during the match. And like, right. you'll, you'll, there's a two-minute frame where it happened like seven or eight times. Right, yeah. right. And then the Ambrose one when uh, Michael Cole, because again, Michael Cole is the uh, very irritating corporate chill to me. When he said, uh, Dean Ambrose, he said, Welcome to the asylum, the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. All excited, like, and I just thought, These are so stupid. They're so stupid. Well, and this is the only place you'll see it. And WWE is entertainment. As Max, Land- I think it was Max Landis said, It's not a wrestling show, it's a show about a wrestling show. And. In the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, you don't see the corporate shills because they don't work for – they work for networks. Right. So you don't see that forced, forced, forced crap. Right. The new owners of the W – or the UFC, WME, IMG, they got rid of Mike Goldberg uh, in part because one of the reasons they didn't want the corporate shill type of feel. They wanted it to be more of a straightforward sports presentation. And they had uh, Joe Rogan scale back a lot on that as well. I wish they I mean, would, I, I they thought would take Goldberg that approach. Was, I thought Goldberg was pretty good, actually. Goldberg, to me, didn't feel like a corporate chill kind of guy. He felt like a guy that really loves his job and really loves the product. He screwed up a lot. But, yeah, you think? Yeah, hey, wonderful dude, an amazing dude. He just he screwed up a lot. Yeah, maybe. So. Maybe. I don't know. But I just think that the, the this whole nickname thing – and again – you know, I'm going to go back to it again. Justin Roberts, Roberts' book, uh, Best Seat in the House, that I'm still reading. He's always talking about how he would be berated on headset by Vince McMahon and by Kevin Dunn. Uh, and he says that whenever he would be in the ring and, and get back to ringside and Mark Eaton, who was doing the timekeeping and stuff at the time, if Mark Eaton took off the headset and wiped down the, the headpiece, Justin knew it was coming his way because he wanted him to put it on because Vince was going to shit on him. And so it, it's very possible that Cole is doing this because Vince is telling him, don't forget, lunatic fringe, don't forget, you know, welcome to the asylum. Yeah. It's possible that's happening, but it is stupid and it is irritating. Uh, and I wish they would stop because it's just really dumb. And Corey Graves, I find, has is, is become a horrible, uh, horrible person at doing that as well. He'll re- just routinely bring up these nicknames and he'll use them in serious situations. You can have a guy getting killed like Roman Reigns. Uh, and Corey Graves in that somber voice will say the mountain among men, you know, when, when covering it, it's stupid. So every week, it's annoying. they, they ruin people. And the thing is, it's like, why do you have, why have a, a Mauro Ronaldo or a Corey Graves? If you were going to reduce them to this, you're not just that, but if you're, if you're trying to get the casual fan and if you have somebody that's new to the product and they're watching Braun Strowman in the ring, call himself the mountain among men to end a promo. You're going to go, what? Yeah. What is that stupid shit? You know? So every week, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a couple examples of the usage of stupid nicknames. And I'm hoping someday maybe somebody will watch the show with any kind of clout. Not going to happen, but you never know. And well, maybe, mean, look, maybe look at the difference between Corey Graves on SmackDown or Raw and 205 Live. It's night and You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop. 
and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey. Right. He's right. great. I mean, he took a shot at Tom Phillips's Instagram DMs on 205 Live. It was it was outstanding. And I bet you a lot of that is because Vince doesn't produce 205. Because I don't think Vince gives Vince doesn't give a shit about 205. Vince wasn't a payback either. Oh, really? Wasn't a payback. Really? Nope. Huh, interesting. So anyway, that's that. The next thing I want to talk about uh, is I want to talk about making a guy look strong. Mm-hmm. Because when Roman Reigns lost to Braun Strowman at payback, uh, I heard a lot of uh, complaint about the fact that Braun won the way that he won. Yeah. And I'm sure that WWE, you know for you know Hunter, I'm sure, is sitting there going, "Well, look, there you go. We can't we can't please these people. We had Roman lose clean to Braun and people are still bitching. We can't we can't please them." That's probably what he's thinking. He doesn't realize Braun went out there 100%, right? Yeah. Roman went out there wrapped up in tape with his left arm dangling to his side. Roman almost beat Braun despite being all taped up and having his arm dangling, almost beat him. And then when they reported on it on Raw the next night, they made sure to say that Braun tore his rotator cuff. Uh, and I don't recall them showing him running into the ambulance. Maybe they did. It was, it was after the show, and it was fucking hilarious. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is on Raw. Did they show oh, it no, on no. Raw? They showed, like, <laughs> the still frames like it did wasn't they? on YouTube. They because put it the, on YouTube. Because the, the issue with that, again, is that the casuals... They might, if they don't realize that he supposedly tore the rotator cuff running into the ambulance door, they might think, oh, Roman is so strong that even when he's injured, he was able to still tear Braun's rotator cuff in the match, not realizing it happened later. So I wanted to bring that up because even though I'm sure WWE thinks we we made Roman lose and we still can't please you guys, to me, that's not putting a guy over strong. To me, putting a guy over strong is when you got Brock Lesnar ending Taker's streak at Mania when they're both supposedly 100% going in. And to me, making a guy look strong is when Brock kills Cena in six minutes at SummerSlam when, again, they're supposed to be healthy. Making a guy beat a guy who's supposedly injured and can't use one arm, that's not making a guy look strong, in my opinion. I can see both sides of that. I mean, Roman Reigns is supposed to be, like, the best wrestler in the WWE. If you were to listen to WWE, the best wrestler. Braun Strowman is like an unstoppable force, kind of raw. He's learning on the go. Like, you know, they, they, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Uh, but yeah, and I don't think there would have been, I don't think it would have hurt Roman Reigns a bit to get absolutely crushed right there. Roman Reigns, whether people want to believe it or not, he's, people always said John Cena never put people over, and John Cena put. All kinds of people A ton over. of guys over. Absolutely. People used to say that about Triple H. Now, were there times when Triple H should have put people over that he didn't? Absolutely. He should have mm-hmm. never beaten CM Punk uh, mm-hmm. after, in during that thing. But, I mean, do you remember Triple H versus Taka Michinoku 
and how much Triple H sold for Taka, go back and watch that match. Because Taka Michinoku looked like the baddest son of a bitch in the WWF on that night. Triple H was bumping off of his punches and stuff. Maybe uh-huh. just to entertain himself, for all I know. Yeah, maybe. But, Who won that match? Uh, I'm pretty sure Triple H did, but... Yeah. I uh, just... Uh, I, I want to show the logo again, because I don't know if you caught this the first time. Did you notice... Did you notice that your cartoon is wearing the real shirt? Pull it over a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did, and I still don't have one. So you're well. I'm gonna get you one. So we did this on purpose because I wanted to have like a South Park feel to it. You know, South Park uses real photos. Yeah. So that's why your cartoon is wearing. They they actually asked me, "Do you want the cartoon Sean to wear a cartoon version of the shirt?" And I said, "No, I want him to wear the real shirt." Yeah. So I wanted to just kind of show that off for a minute. Somebody pops in Roy Soria. Oh shit! Split screen. That's effing tight. <laughs> Okay, but is there any negativity yet? Are people saying I like the flip camera better? Uh, not a bit. Not huh? one. Really? Not a one. Really? You Unanimous. Whose idea was it to try this? Was that me? No, I'm pretty sure it was me because you no, I were think like, it was me. You were like, "Oh, let's use Google Hangouts this week," and I said, "No, we got this thing primed and ready to go." Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You, okay, you like to take things out of context. I said let's use Google Hangouts because hey. I thought your computer was going to explode. Let me let me ask you. Where's the lie? Uh, you're, but Where's you, the lie? You're using semantics with the wrong guy because I can just I can find your bullshit in anything you say. So this doesn't work. See, people don't know the the, the full story. The full story is we thought your little computer that yeah. you probably have it's probably put together with duct tape over there. We thought it's, it's, it's an all in one. It's it's a piece of trash. I'll there you tell go. you that so, much. It's an all in one. I got tired of running my operation off of a laptop a few years ago. And I was like, okay, I need this because your boy used to do a lot of work on his laptop because he used to travel a lot more for work. So, Did you say your operation? Yeah, my operation. That's your operation? My operation. So does that mean if I buy the house in Kansas City, you're going to move your operation? By the way, to, I looked uh, at that house. Ain't no way I'm moving there. But I offered you a house. This house is impossible. Like when you fix something, something – like – one of our rooms will be really nice and good looking, and as soon as that happens, we got to remodel another one, and it looks like a meth lab in there. Every yes. room in that house looks like a meth lab. It does. It does. I mean, this was going to be like in your house, except I wasn't going to yank the house from you after a year. Like, I was going to actually let you keep the house, but that was part of the deal. So, I, anybody watching this, I want you to remember that I did offer Sean a free house. So you did. Hey, I can forget. still weigh the options, right? Well, you, you, there's going to be a time or, limit on this offer. Or I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Wirecast is a very powerful software. I can buy a green screen and just make you think I'm there all the time. I will fly to Kansas City, Missouri and check it out. <laughs> but I only on, on my green screen you'll see Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton fighting in the background. Yeah. And you're like, wow, <laughs> what a bargain. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Sean, how come there's dolls in the ceiling behind you? That's pretty fucked up. Uh, let's talk about television ratings. Yeah, let's. So um, the reason I want to talk about this is because uh, yesterday when the raw ratings came out, it seems like a lot of people were acting like the sky is falling. And I saw a lot of headlines on different sites like abysmal and shockingly low and things like that. So I kind of wanted to put this into context for people for a minute. So raw on Monday did 2.87 million viewers in the U S on USA network. Um, Now, don't get me wrong, 2.87 million viewers is not great. 
And as recently as April 4, April 3rd, I think it was after WrestleMania, they did over 4 million viewers. So obviously it's not, it's not fantastic, but you have to keep in mind, uh, the landscape of television today. So, and this is something I want people to, to, to think about whenever you see a, a rating and everybody's touting it as, oh my God, WWE is going to close down tomorrow. Uh, the first thing is raw was still number three for the night on cable on Monday. And they were only beaten by two NBA playoff games, meaning that if there is no playoffs, they're probably number one for the night on cable. Yeah. Then if you look at um, just the landscape, people are cutting the cord uh, every month. Uh, there's a lot of streaming options now. People are PVRing it. People are going on YouTube. Uh, things are just different when it comes to television. If you look at network television, and I actually made a point of looking this up, on Monday night, the biggest show on network television was Dancing with the Stars. On um, ABC, I think it is. In 2011, that same show, Dancing with the Stars, averaged 22.5 million viewers. Right? That was what uh, six years ago. Uh, on Monday night, it averaged 10.3 million. Yep. So it averaged less than half, and it was still number one for the night on network television. So the point I want to make is 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 2.87 million viewers. You know, low, sure. Uh, is it the lowest? I think they said it was the lowest in like 15 years or something. Okay. Does that mean that to the company is, is, is getting ready to go tits up? No, they made more because money than ever last year. It's just, well, I mean, the only thing I guess a little concerning is that they make most of their money from the rights fees. And, and when the contract expires, is USA going to want to re up at the same rate or higher? Who knows? But they're still doing fine. Television is just different now. That's why, like I said, 10 million viewers on ABC is fine. Whereas six years ago it was 22 million. It's just a different time, and there's there's a lot more options now, and uh, people need to just kind of relax a little bit. And like I said, whenever I saw all of these head, headlines like stubborn, uh, shockingly low, and abysmal, and I thought that's a little bit much. It's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, uh, the, I completely agree. They're overrated. They're it's just a different time. I remember back in the yes. day. You would see those big numbers, and they would always try to break down the quarter hour rankings, which weren't right. accurate at all. But that's how balls deep into that they were, as if every segment started on the quarter hour, and you could actually measure that. Um, it's a different time. You've got streaming services and like Sling and PlayStation View and all this stuff, mm -hmm. all these different ways of of watching illegal streaming. People illegally stream Monday Night Raw. All mm -hmm. the damn time. Go on YouTube the day after Monday Night Raw and type in Raw from last night mm -hmm. all over the place. All it's over true. the place. I want to tell a story, uh, non-wrestling related. because You do like you said, to tell stories. I do like to tell stories that I think people might like. You said Balls Deep a minute ago. Yeah. So I got to tell you a story, Sean. Uh, years ago, I worked for an online advertising company. And I was a sales executive. And one day my manager called me and he said, uh, hey, tomorrow morning a new rep is starting that I hired and I'm not going to be in so I need you to train him. I told him to look for you when he comes in. I said, okay, cool. The next morning this guy comes in. He had his shirt unbuttoned like almost to his belly button, you know, and he had a down bunch of chains. Down or up? Like, like unbuttoned. I mean you from know, like, the top down or from, from the top down? From oh, the top God. down. Oh, God. Yeah. And he had chains around the neck and greasy hair. And he comes over to me, and he, he, I heard him to ask somebody else, hey, I'm looking for Jimmy. And they said, oh, yeah, he's right over there. And I, I heard my name, and I turned to look, and I see this fucking guy. And he comes over to me, and we're talking for a couple minutes. And I immediately knew, why the hell would they hire this bum? Because he was just an idiot. 
And I think he could tell that I didn't like him. So he said, okay, uh, you know, we'll talk in a few minutes. And he went and talked to somebody else. And I, I listened to the conversation. And he says to the other guy he's talking to, what are the hours here? And the other guy goes, 10 to 6. This guy goes, 6? Usually by 6 p.m. I'm balls deep into some broad. <laughs> and you hired him on the spot. <laughs> I called. No, he, he had already been hired by my manager, right, without, without my knowledge. Yeah. I called my manager uh, and I said, look. I don't know if I even have the authority. If you're not here by noon, I'm firing them. So either you get in here and fire them by noon or I'm doing it. And my manager, to his credit, came in and fired the guy. So the guy lasted about two hours. So tell me, when did you rehire Nigel? <laughs> and you know he's listening. I know he's he listening. is. So, yeah, but whenever I hear balls deep, I think about the moron that worked for that company for about two hours uh, several years ago. Why would you say that? Like, he, was just, he was just an idiot. He I was just an idiot. pretty liberally on this show, and I wouldn't dream of saying that. Well, like, you just did. Uh, I mean, like that. Well, no. Balls deep in ratings and balls deep in abroad are categorically right. different things. <laughs> Being balls deep in the ratings, you would be like, oh, good, he's doing his job. Right, right. <laughs> Well, that's verbatim what he said, and I've always, and that was probably ten years ago, and I, I still remember it like it was yesterday. Damn. Okay, I got a, another interesting topic. Yeah. Let's talk about Billy Corgan. Oh man. Uh, for those who you don't, that don't know, and I'm sure everybody knows who, by now who Billy Corgan is. So he's the head of the Smashing Pumpkins band. He tried to buy TNA, had a big legal thing with Dixie Carter and Anthem. So it was just announced that Billy Corgan is buying the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Sean Skyped me on whatever Monday or whatever and told me, and Sean said, you're going to love this one. What do you think of that? I realize that this guy really wants to be in wrestling, and, and obviously he's never going to buy WWE. Uh, TNA didn't work out. He's never going to be able to get Ring of Honor. I think he had his own thing in Chicago, and that didn't work out. Resistance. What, do you, what do you think of him buying at this stage the NWA? A mark and his money will soon part. I think so. And I, I hate that so. term. I hate that term. I hate the term oh. mark. That's that's really the only thing I can say. He's he wants he wants it so bad. He wants it so, so bad. bad. I'm like, dude, go invest in Lucha Underground or something. I don't know. Like, do you know what he's getting? Has it come out? Not the video library because there's no video to own. NWA on demand isn't a part of it. It's owned by the or the the film is owned by the Bosch family. He gets the letters, the title, and the right to license out the NWA name. So they've basically been charging companies to use the NWA name like it means anything now and send their 52 year old world champion who right. I can't say this for certain. He seems like the kind of guy that probably paid Bruce Tharp. To be champion. Right. Right. He's a 52-year-old I mean, guy, year old guy. Hey, that type of physique on a 52-year-old, uh, questionable at best. The only thing that I was wondering was about the tape library because I remember – do you remember the Monday Night Wars DVD? Yes. And on that DVD, Eric Bischoff said um, that when they found out when, when he was going to buy WCW – uh, I forget the name of the company that he was that he was behind, but they were going to buy WCW. And then when WCW, when Turner told them we're not going to give you the time slots, mm -hmm. and the thing fell apart, 
Bischoff was quoted on the Monday Night Wars DVD as saying, without TV, WCW wasn't worth 20 bucks. And that's not true because of the video library. Yeah. And that was where Bischoff was short-sighted. He didn't understand that, and Vince McMahon did. So the first thing I thought of was, is Corgan getting a tape library? Obviously, nope. the Turner stuff is already WWE's, but I wondered, is he getting any other tape library? Because otherwise, the NWA is not worth, like Bischoff said, it's not worth 20 bucks. I think you said, what's he doing, giving them a physical copy of his new album? And I said, no, that's yeah. way too much, maybe a digital download. Yeah, I did. What? I told Sean, I told Sean, what did he pay for it, a copy of his album? You know what's funny? The NWA, every decade, finds a way to latch itself onto some major promotion. It's weird. Right. In the 80s, it was what is w, what became WCW. In the 90s, yep. it was WCW, then ECW before they threw the right. title down, then even the WWF. Uh, for a little bit, yep. In the 2000s, it was TNA. Yep. This decade, right. it's been New Japan. They've had their titles defended on there. So right. it looks like if, if Corgan has all of it, who knows he'll – who he'll manage to latch on. There is at least minimal name value associated with that because every one of these companies has seen that, like, well, that title, that title, which looks like trash, by the way, looks like a toy, but you mm -hmm. can't change at this point because that's the mm -hmm. only bit of familiarity that's left is that mm -hmm. title and being able to say, Ric Flair, all these people, and that same promo you will hear every fucking nwa champion these days cut mm -hmm. i hold the same title that all mm -hmm. these well that's that's neat man i have the <laughs> same guitar that was cracked over the head of ahmed johnson and steve austin and all these people who gives a shit it's 2017 yeah. there are ways to rehab things though i mean anything's possible anything's possible but that i can't was, see it happening a long shot jimmy that's i can't a see long it shot yeah, they're they're not going to get TV. I just don't understand what he's what he thinks he's going to do if there's no tape library. If Jared just failed at this concept, yeah, yeah. So and fortunately, I don't know, man. fortunately, Dixie Carter was so inept that it kept his dream alive. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I you know, I when this whole TNA thing was going on, I uh, I said on one of these podcasts, Billy Corgan, let it go. Go make a new album and let it go. And I'll say the same thing now. I if this is your dream, just kind of let it go. Because it's a it's a money bleed at this point, you know. Yeah, I completely agree. So, one more thing on my list today, man. I want your opinion on this one. Sure. Hornswoggle did an interview with Sports Illustrated's Extra Mustard show, and on that show, he said that he was supposed to be the anonymous Raw general manager, and that they had plans to turn him into a mob boss style character they with did. a Napoleon complex. What are your thoughts on that? They did. It's true. Um, they had him try it out, and he just didn't have the acting chops. How do you think it would have worked out having a little person as a heel manager, essentially, as a heel stable head? How do you think that would have worked out? If he had the acting credentials, then, hey, then anything can work. Like, as somebody somebody said something to me like, ah, oh, God, I can't remember what it was. Oh, they said, it's not believable that Finn Balor could beat up Brock Lesnar. And I was like, it's wrestling. It's fake. It's not believable that anybody could beat up Brock Lesnar. But if they wanted, they could literally write Finn Balor as the trainer of Bruce Lee reincarnated into a new body. And that's what it is because it's their show. They could write that. I don't know if it would have worked. It's hard to say. But wasn't that the guy that said, why is Miz cowering for Finn Balor? 
That was it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Why? Why is the guy who hasn't won a singles match since 2016 cowering from Finn Balor? Ah, yeah. uh, gee, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, guys. Miz is a phenomenal chicken shit heel too. He's yeah. the best at it. I, I used to joke with you on this podcast. Miz is the one guy I just don't find him intimidating, and I'd fight him today if I had to. Dude, do you know how many people? He's the perfect on the, chicken shit heel. On again, bottom levels of indies, I've seen who let their ego get in the way. I'm talking right. like literally people who are maybe pushing 5'4", 130, yeah. and they're like, I should be able to kick everybody's ass. Well, if you can, yep. you can. That's when you say, do you want to go roll, grapple a little bit? I'll prove to you I can do it. Uh, I've seen guys that have done that. They're like, let me mm. prove to you I'm tough. I'll tap you out in about 45 seconds. But that ego goes everywhere. Miz doesn't have any of that. At no point no. was he like, I need to be the toughest son of a bitch in wrestling. Yep. He gets his tooth knocked out and keeps wrestling, and he earns that type of reputation. So, and he learned to stop eating chicken over people's bags in the locker room. Yeah, that's true too. So chicken's that's delicious, though. Chicken's so good. <laughs> well, you live in Kentucky. Yeah, and here's the of course here's the you're going to say that. I live in Kentucky, and I would have to go to Ohio to get Kentucky Fried Chicken here. So really, is yeah. that right? Because I was going to ask you. So you know, do you remember when uh, the U.S. first invaded Iraq? And then they were showing these photos where they would have, like, Saddam Hussein statues on every corner. Yeah. And, like, big paintings on walls. I was going to ask you, in Kentucky, do they have, like, Colonel Sanders statues in every corner? And do they have, like, big murals of Colonel Sanders? Honestly, there might be a mural somewhere. Not, like, everywhere. But they probably have a mural or something. I mean, I think it's 20 minutes from my house they have a big Walking Dead mural. Because that's where the comic was originally based in. was 20 minutes from my house, Cynthia, Kentucky, at Harrison Memorial. Uh, my mom even used to work there, so they really embrace that. They're like, Cynthiana's like, you know, I don't think we're going to get any other claims to fame anytime soon. Let's embrace this. And were you at all offended when KFC changed their marketing so that now they're using different actors for Colonel Sanders? Like every quarter, they change no, it to somebody new? I think it's great. Okay, okay. Yeah, but their chicken is trash. Popeye's is way better. Popeye's here, Popeye's isn't that good. Plus, really? I don't like the lady because she trashes Kentucky, so she can go straight to hell. She says, <laughs> Kentucky's only good for racehorses. Uh, sorry, lady. You can go square to hell. I am— let, well, let me get this straight. So you were telling a woman at a local Popeye store in—where are you no, again? No, no, Lexington? No, 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 the commercials. The lady in the commercials. Oh, the woman on the commercial. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I got to say, though, uh, I try, when I was in San Antonio, my people told me, try church's chicken. It was You've phenomenal. said this. Uh, the, the, the spicy chicken from churches, phenomenal, the regular chicken, garbage, but that spicy chicken, a plus, you know, maybe you should just, you're starting all these websites, Jimmy, and I won't pull your covers too much and expose what they are. Let's just start a chicken review site. You want to do that? Where you send me, there's this hilarious kid, this little British kid. He's like 11 years old and he wears like a bow tie and a suit and he just goes around the country reviewing chicken. And he really? is a man, yeah. Can we call it SeanChokesHisChicken.com? Why the hell wouldn't you call it that? <laughs> I mean, well, so long as we don't call it The List and Your Boy, because that's what this show is going to be with this beautiful new logo that we're going to have. I tried so. to get you to name this show The, the Hogcast and Hog Wild, and I'm not done with that yet. It's never going to happen. Also, uh, <laughs> Lee's. Lee's is pretty good. You know what I might do? So if you decide to move into that house in Kansas City, maybe for like one week we can call it the whatever you said, Hogwild, whatever bullshit podcast. 
for one week if you moved to that house in Kansas City. Well, I mean, it's like, you know what? If you got me that house, I would have to check the real estate around that area as well. Like, maybe there's something. I'm thinking something... decrepit. Decrepit. <laughs> I'm thinking bad. I'm thinking yeah. bad. Yeah. Not good at all. Uh, how long but would I have off, to live there? The offer there? still stands. Oh, you got to live there indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vader was suspended indefinitely by Gorilla Monsoon. He was back like six weeks later. Okay, this is not going to be a Cena indefinitely. This is a Jimmy Van indefinitely. How about this? Your boy has lived in Kentucky a long time. At least for the length of your employment with me, you would be living in that house in Kansas City. Well, God, considering that could last a long time. That could last a long time. I hope so. Yeah. Jesus. It could. So you'd be in that house in Kansas City potentially for years. See, that's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, because I'm never going to be happy in that house, but I want to work. I, I've even said this to you. Don't necessarily care if it's for Fightful, but even the other projects you have going, yeah. indefinitely. Because I'm a so are you telling guy. me that you would never be tempted to, to, to push down a fridge onto your wife if you were in that house? You wouldn't be tempted? Ooh. Um, hmm. I can't guarantee that. Mm. I can't guarantee that. Because I could see you find the track they used for that match. You know, they had that little ominous track in the background. I could see you finding that online and just playing it randomly in the middle of a, of a day. And she walks by and you're like, it's just too good. And you like push that fridge down. I could see it. Yeah. I just, Yeah. I got to pass up that offer, unfortunately. I do. And wow. the thing is, the thing is, my father and my aunt and uncle, they are fantastic with renovations. They they do that. and. Yeah. But it's like, man, I'm not going to get them to come out to Kansas City. <laughs> okay. Well, anybody listening to the show, I want you to remember that Sean has turned down the offer of a free house. Listen, all of my members it, of the Hog Pound just rally together. We, we almost had the hashtag going. I think the Hog Pound can get some people in the Missouri area to renovate this house for me. Possible. Possible. And you did not almost have a hashtag going. That hashtag died quick. The hog pound once, but the hog pound once. The only person that wants to call this show Hog Wild is Sean Rossap. And maybe matter. like one. Our, f- our fans one are people. still the hog pound. Uh, we should talk about the forum real quick. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So we brought back the forum this morning. <laughs> Did we? Uh, well, so here's, here's where they messed up. So they didn't test all the features. We have a testing area for the site that people can't see. Normally they test everything there and then they put it live. Uh, they didn't test everything about the forum. So. Uh, Those of you who have been with us for a while know that we have a single login that you can use to access podcasts and access exclusive articles and to access the forum. They never tested the forum with a single login. And so when you know me, when I went in to test it when it went live, the site crashed. And so I told them the thing's not ready. It it crashed the site as soon as I put the login in. So they had to pull the forum back. So they're still still fixing that. Yeah, we will have whenever it's up and going, guys. Because, you know, I know without the Riddle and Helm show – it's like, oh, why would we register? The forums, you can ask us any questions, get on there. It's not just wrestling or MMA. It's boxing, entertainment, even action figures. Jimmy Van happens to be a big collector of the LJNs from back in the day. We're going to yep. get that thing live, and it just not not necessarily just for what we cover. Also, we're going to have Q&As in there where uh, Jimmy Van, myself, Carlos Toro, our lead boxing writer, Alex, David Tease, he's a, a workhorse where we answer your questions and you can submit questions for these podcasts as well. 
Also, uh, I'm still doing those members-only shows. I think I might do one next week because with my Thursdays and Fridays a little more open, I'll be able to do some more of those. And uh, I'm Unless you're too busy watching episode five by then. Now, what I want to ask you, am I able to write the cost of those of renting those on whatever streaming service? Am I allowed to write that off on my invoice? Well, no, because again, I've, I've so here, here's what's happened to you in the last week because I'm just a phenomenal boss. I actually gave you a raise yeah. while taking work off your plate because I Not removed bit, yeah. like two podcasts a week from your plate. So I've done – I've man, I, I'm too nice. Well, so. that's, that remains to be seen because the Wirecast thing can be difficult. And it where did you difficult. get Wirecast? Where would you get that? I coded the damn software myself. I ma- created you? it. Did you? Yeah. Somehow, using scotch tape and bubblegum, you were able to create the Wirecast software. On this little Lenovo computer, yeah. So I acquired that for Sean. I think that cost into the thousands, did it not? No. no. Did it not? No. I thought it did. No. Oh. Great, great, great way to this. <laughs> hey, they're cutting all the fighters and the, the wrestlers, and Jimmy doesn't know how much he's spending, and he's giving people raises and stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> well, like I said, this is not a financial decision, so I guess I just got to prove my point. Yeah. Okay. So everybody likes a split screen because I obviously I, I, I can't see it. I'm going to have to go back and watch it for myself. From my point of view, I can't see a split screen here. So, yeah. So what else okay. you got? Anything? No, man, because our time is pretty much up and my list is over. It is. So I think We're moving to got. 90 minutes last week. Hopefully we'll have the segments and, and that uh, stuff Next ready. week, not last week. We're oh, moving sorry. to 90 minutes next week. Stupid, man. <laughs> somebody asked, I don't why even does... know where that came from. We're moving to 90 minutes last week. Somebody asked, know. why does SRS call Matt Riddle the shit-eating wild man? Have you ever seen Matt Riddle in general? Didn't you do that just once on a on a one off? A couple times. I did an intro where I referred to him as a shit eating wild man. Okay. Okay. I want to thank the Hog Pound for joining us today, guys. Uh, spread the word. Let people know that you like the show. Let people know about Fightful.com, the best in wrestling, MMA, boxing news. We bring you both the serious side, the journalistic side, and the lighter side as well. Because what what good is it? being a fan and covering pro wrestling and MMA and all this stuff, unless you can have a little fun with it too. Also uh, podcast after raw SmackDown. Hopefully that MMA podcast has Joe really want that. So tweet Joe guys, just harass him. Say Joe stick with Fightful. We love you. We want to see you every Tuesday. Well, a lot of this is going to be my decision as you know, but we're, we're going to have lunch tomorrow and try to figure it out. Yeah. So fightful.com. You guys register. Thank you, guys. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.